0: I don't have what it takes to do this, so I trust you to do it through me. Give me wisdom to know what to do and the power to do it. He's rightly related to God. You can't be in fellowship with God and not be in fellowship with your family.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us today as we continue a message, Raising Another Man's Baby. And Pastor, we began to take a look at Joseph and just the character of this man. Um, Today, we're going to continue to look at that, but man, you said something that I think a lot of people who might be listening today may have questions about, may be struggling with in some way. You said, you can't be in fellowship with God and not be in fellowship with your family. Oh, yeah. I think some families, though, that seem like they are so broken, and maybe there's a believer there, and there's strained relationships, and they hear you say that and say, what do I do with this because I want that right relationship with my family, but I also want to be faithful in following after Christ, and I'm having a hard time
0: bringing those two together. Yeah, and sometimes you do uh, because most families have someone Uh, who is very difficult to get along with. And right now, if you can't think of who that person (laughs) is, maybe. Oh, all right. Uh, So, But when you look at it from the standpoint of uh, a believing family, Mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, a believing husband and a believing wife. uh, So you need to understand if there is a wall between you and your spouse or you and your children, then there's a ceiling between you and your God. Hmm. Uh, Because uh, John said this way, uh, how can you say you love God who you have not seen and then dislike or hate your brother who you see every day? So that's what the context is talking about, that, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, you can't say that you are walking and talking with Jesus and fellowship with him, uh, but yet there's something that's going on between you and another family member. Now, if that person is a difficult person, uh, you as the spiritual person uh, need to make the first move. If they respond adversely, you've done what you have been called to do. And then what I do is the same thing. I turn it over to the Lord. Lord, uh, you see, I did what you wanted me to do. I obeyed. And so now it's up to you to bring us to reconciliation. Yeah, leaving the door
1: open, obviously, for that to happen as he moves. Yeah, love that. Well, if you can, join us in Matthew chapter one as we continue this message, Raising Another Man's Baby. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: And so he wants to put her away privately. Ask me why. Ask me why. Because true love never seeks to hurt the one that hurt them. Let me say that over here. True love never seeks to hurt the one that hurt them. Hmm. First Peter 4 8 says this way: love covers a multitude of sin. He's willing to do what's best for her and he's not concerned about himself. Wow. Why? Because marriage is a union of two forgivers. If you're not ready to forgive, you are not ready to be married. You're not ready to be married. Uh, Yeah, me and Mike, we sometimes talk about how we counsel people, and we were surprised to find that we both do this. Like, I'll call people in, they'll say, I don't love her anymore. You don't love her anymore? and then I show them what has happened. It isn't that you don't love her anymore. It is y'all didn't deal with your issues. So let's say these are the issues right here. And so what happened? Unresolved conflict, and you cover. Unresolved conflict, and you cover. Unresolved conflict. And so what happens? Now, you know, you took two, three years to get in this condition. Now you think one counseling session is going to change everything. No, it's a process. So you start. How do you eat elephant? one body at a time. And so you begin to do some things. And as you begin to do things, what's happening? You're uncovering that love. As you continue to work on it, continue to work on it, what happens? You continue, and then finally, boom, where is the love? There is the love. It ain't never went anywhere. It's just been covered so often and so much with unresolved conflict. And listen, let me just give you something for free. When you can't talk about it anymore, that's when you're really in a problem. What do you mean, Pastor Ford? I hear this so much. Well, we don't talk about that anymore because all we do is argue, so we'd rather not talk about it than argue about it. Y'all better find a way to talk about it. Because you need to know that's what shuts down communication. So now she can't talk to you about it, Deke. And so, so she's, she's doctor and here's a doctor, professional, surgeon, you know, how are you today? You know, and she's talking, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden she can't talk to you, but now this person talking. I tell people all the time, what happened in the fall? In the fall, here's what happened. Genesis chapter 2, 24, the man's both naked and, uh, intimate, and not ashamed. Well, that means then communication was open. Then it says, chapter 3, verse 1, and the serpent said to Eve. Now, chapter 2, he stopped talking to her. And then chapter 3, the snake started talking to her. So if you don't talk to your wife, some serpent, some snake will. He'll slide up to her and say, say, (laughs) (laughs) sister, you so are looking good with your (laughs) sweet self. And she ain't heard a kind word from you all day. You don't text and say, I love you. You don't call like Stevie Wonder say, I just called to say, I love you. You don't bring no flowers anymore, no candy or whatever they like. Here's somebody at work bringing a rose. One rose means I love you. I I ain't trying to step to you, sister. I'm just trying to let you know, you know, you know, I just like working with you here. I know you like roses. Man, people don't wake up and say, I think I'm going to have an affair. No, no, no. They don't walk up into that thing like that. Something has broken down, and somebody's filling the void. Come on, all the brothers say it with me. Women are voice activated. Amen. You ought to know that. And so we do the same thing. Come in, I don't love her. Okay, the Bible says you ought to love her like Christ loves the church. Well, I can't do that. Okay. Well, then love her like a friend because uh, a friend loves at all times. I can't do that. Well, then love her as a neighbor because the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. I can't even do that. Okay, well, then love her as an enemy because the Bible says love your enemies so you don't get away. If you don't love her like Christ loved the church, then love her like a friend. If you can't love her like a friend, then love her like a neighbor. And if you can't love her like a neighbor, love her like an enemy. Now, guess what? All four words are the same word, agape. Unconditional love. We love our enemies unconditionally. We love our friends unconditionally. We love our spouses unconditionally. So what constitutes support? I don't have time for it, but let me drop them. I ain't got time to push them. What constitutes support? For women, here's the first thing. Attention. Talk to me. Turn the TV off. Turn me on. Notice things about me notice i changed the way my hair goes it's curly or it's straight notice that i arched my eyebrows Uh, notice that i got some new clothes notice that i did something different in the house give me some attention when you was trying to get me you was all up in the grill on the phone all the time we wasn't talking then either after a while but we still didn't hang up You you say something no you say something no you say something no you say something She want to talk. I don't have nothing to say. Why not? Hmm. Attention. Yeah, but then appreciation. You know, appreciate what I do. Appreciate what I bring to the table. Give me some appreciation. The special things I do. For you, the children. I made your favorite dish. You're sitting down there, and I told you I made. You want to finish watching the program. Tivo, I just went out for you. Show me some appreciation. You know, uh, we used to do Band of Brothers. I stopped. Like right now what I'm doing is every third year I do 100 ways in 100 days to say I love you. So what I do is I started in January, and every day I do something different for my wife to show her that I love her. Now, some of you brothers remember uh, when I first started this about 25 years ago. I did it the one year, and then I said, "Hey, any brothers want to do it with me?" And about 30 brothers did it with me for about a week. <laughs> and I said, "And I said, you know, we cha- it's just change ideas." And I was the only one giving out ideas. And I said, "Okay, I'll go with that because I did it before." And so, you know, so we got together. We called it the Band of Brothers, and we said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to love our wives, and we're going to do something uh, once a month on a Saturday so that when our women come to church on Sunday, they'll all be buzzing. Guess what happened? And we all did the same thing. So the first thing I said, well, one of the things I like to do all the time, and I'll do it in this hundred days, I'll do it at least four or five times. I'll tell her about how much I appreciate her, all the things she did, all the sacrifices she made, and all those kind of things. I had a brother who said to me, man, I've been married 14 years, and I don't know what's going on. I ain't cheating. I ain't doing that. But, but my wife is just not interested in me anymore. And so I brought him in for a counselor. He said, see, I don't know what it is. He ain't cheating. He's a good man. He works and everything. It's just, I don't know. Our marriage is just dull. And so, you know, I'm saying, okay, ain't nothing I can do about that. So I got with him, and I said, look, get in this band of brother things with me, and I want you.'" to do this thing. Everything that I'm telling you to do, I want you to do for her. But don't tell her I'm telling you to do it. (laughs) That brother called me up, interrupted me on Saturday night. What's up, man? Yeah, I just needed to tell you. Then he started crying. He said, I began to tell her, you bore me three beautiful children. You did this, you did that. And then she started crying. He said, Pastor that did what all that counseling and the things I've been trying to do for the last three years could not do. Hmm.
1: You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, and I hope that you're encouraged by listening to this message. I know that many listening today may be in a struggling marriage, in a relationship where you're struggling to hold on to godly character and to that commitment that Pastor Ford has been talking about. Well, if that's the case, then uh, we'd love to know that God is using Pastor Ford's teaching in your life in some way. You can share that story with us by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and clicking on the contact link. And maybe you've got a question that arises from listening to this program today. You can ask your question there as well. Again, it's treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: Third thing, affection, affection without arterial motives. My wife was speaking yesterday, and she was saying romance without sex. And then she said it, she said, and intimacy without sex. She kept saying without sex. Now, I know it was aimed at me because I was sitting in the chair right beside. (laughs) But sometimes, ladies, finish this. Sometimes I just want you to There you go. And then number four, anointing, anointing. Now, not some spooky stuff from TV. No, 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 no. But evidence that God is working in your life. And I'm equal opportunity gospel preacher. You know, what does a man need? Props. Make me a king. Make me feel like a king. Don't worry about it, because if I'm a king, you're a queen. Let me know. I'm your Billy D. am your Denzel. I'm your Morris Chestnut. I'm your, who is out there now? Who is everybody fawning over now? Oh, I named them all. Okay, I, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out. There's always something new. Somebody told me Bruno Mars, you know. Say, no, nah, no. Nah. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll leave it out then. But you understand what I'm saying. Hey, so give him some props. Then give him some praise. Hey, think about this. Hey, every woman, your man is right here with you right now. Just stand up real quick. Let me see you. Your, your, your man is with you. You don't have to be married. It is your man. If you're your man, stand up, stand up. It's your man. He's with you right now. Okay, sit down. Guess what? You got something that 95% of women in America want. You got a man who has a job who provides and protects you and cares for you, and who didn't drop you off at the door and keep on pushing? He's sitting up here with you in church. Do you know how many women want your man? Huh. I ain't gonna start none of them here, but some of them may even be in this sanctuary right now. <laughs> Yeah, and I I tell you what, some of us need to go home and apologize to our spouses for not giving them a biblical spouse. I need to confess to you that I have not been the man that God wants me to be, but by His grace and power, I'm going to become that man. I have not been the supportive wife that I should be, but by God's power and grace, I'm gonna become that person. Then third P, peace, peace, a pause in the action. Can sometimes we just be quiet? Do we always have to talk about every problem now? Can I just have some peace? Give me a break at least one day a week. You know, that on some broken. Now I'm done. Now I'm done. J. Anthony Brown, the comedian, said this. He said, he said, when you got a woman, man... And she's a nagger. It sounds like this. And I don't have time to read it, but the scriptures bear it out. It says it's better to be on a rooftop than in a house with a brawling and contentious woman. What's the difference between some women and a pit bull? Lipstick. Lipstick. And then don't forget the last P, don't forget the last P, that that men love, passion. Say, what are you talking about? Zsa Zsa Gabor said this, husbands are like fires. They go out if they're not tended. You'll get that on the way home. Mm -hmm. So commitment, don't give in, don't give up, don't give over, give all. What kind of commitment? I'm glad you asked. Look at the text. There are three. Notice, first of all, you have to have the right management over your life. And so who's over his life being a just man? And, and all through the text, you read it for yourself, that now the Holy Ghost is ministering to him. The angel's talking to him. He's in tune and touch with God. God is in control of his life So he wants to do the God thing, not just the good thing. He's got the right management over his life. He first wants to do what's right. It demonstrates God is in control of his life. Here's what he's actually saying. I don't have what it takes to do this, so I trust you to do it through me. Give me wisdom to know what to do and the power to be able to do it. He's rightly related to God. You can't Be in fellowship with God and not be in fellowship with your family. There's a dead monkey on the line somewhere. If you tell me you're a godly man, and and yet your family does not confirm that. Hmm. One one thing my sons will tell you, yeah, my daddy is as crazy at home as he is in church. That's the truth. Amen. Amen. And so what happens? First Peter chapter three, verse seven. Husband, dwell with your wives according to knowledge, giving honor unto them as unto the weaker vessel, being uh, joint heirs together with Jesus Christ, that your prayers be not hindered. Then here it is. The right mindset in your life. Notice what the text says. Then Joseph, her husband, her husband. First Corinthians seven. It's a role and a responsibility it's a position, it's to be proactive. It's not a title, it's a task. The word husband comes from an ancient Hebrew-Saxon word, houseband. Remember those big barrels with the metal around it? That's where it came from, houseband. Bind the house together. Hmm. My wife was teaching. She said, See where it says in 1 Corinthians 7, your own wife? And, uh, uh, you know, we, we study Greek together, Greek words and stuff. And so she uh, found one where it said that it was your prized possession. I said, I learned something from you yesterday because uh, the Greek book I have, word book, says that own means your personal private possession. I said, now I can put another P in there, that your own husband means your prized personal private possession possession. That's his mindset. This is my wife. I said, I, Joseph, take thee Mary to be my lawfully wedded wife to have and to hold in sickness and in health, in poverty and in wealth, until death do us part. Not until death do us part. See, here's what we have to learn, brothers. If you have to demand submission, you don't deserve submission. Submission is always voluntary. Hmm. Submit, submit. That shows you ain't doing what you are supposed to do if you gotta tell a woman her job is to submit. Because if you're loving her like Christ loved the church, who would not submit themselves to a man who's loving them like Jesus? Jesus ain't never slapped me. Jesus ain't never cussed me out. Jesus has always provided all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. See, when I love her like Christ loved the church, she knows she can totally trust me. She ain't got to have no secret bank account. She ain't got to have this, that, and the other. She knows what's mine is hers. It's ours. Hmm. Shaquille O'Neal wrote an album. It was called Biological Didn't Do It. Here's what Shaq's dad who raised him said. I loved his mother before I loved him, but I knew that if I loved her, I must love who she loved. That she loved him, I knew from the beginning. So then loving her meant loving him and that my love for her would be elevated by how much I loved him. And her love for me would be elevated by how much I loved him. Wow. See, when you marry somebody, you marry everything about them. Their dreams, goals, and aspirations, their issues. Yes, you married issues. And you brought your issues, and she got to deal with your issues, and you got to deal with hers. Well, I'm going to have to say, right motivation for your life What's he's thinking about divorcing her, yet he could have killed her. Remember, he thinks she's lying too. I can't go any further. I have to stop here. So if you're raising somebody else's child, you've got to have character that's reinforced through the crisis. He's a just man. you got to have a commitment, respect that covers a person's sin.
1: With some real practical teaching today here on Treasured Truth. A message called Raising Another Man's Baby. Really looking at the character and the commitment of Joseph and what we can learn from him and how we can apply that to our own lives. We've been looking at Matthew chapter 1. And if you've missed any of the previous broadcasts in this uh, short series, come to the website, listen online, come to treasuredtruthradio.org. There you can stream the program or you can download an MP3 for free. You know, Pastor Ford was uh, talking about the fact that Joseph could have had Mary put to death. He could have divorced her, but he chose not to because God told him to save that relationship, to go ahead and to marry her. And many of us may find ourselves in uh, relationships and marriages that are struggling to hold on right now. And Pastor Ford is passionate about that topic. He's written a number of books about love, marriage, and relationships. And you can check those out by coming to our website. Simply come to treasuredtruthradio.org. You'll see a link there on the left side of the homepage that says "Books by Pastor Ford." Click on that, and you'll see the different titles that are available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link that says "Books by Pastor Ford." Well, maybe you've got a story of how God has used Treasure Truth and Pastor Ford's teaching to redeem your marriage and one of your relationships. We'd be so encouraged to hear your story. You can let us know how God has used Pastor Ford's teaching in your life by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Thanks for doing that and for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.